Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of Jesus in Therapy. Really excited about you listening to today's episode where I was able to sit and talk with a good friend, Hermesha Green-Hobson. And listen, you are not going to want to miss this conversation. She really digs into the mind-body connection. And actually, that is what she is studying as a PhD, PhD student in integrative medicine. Her entire bio is in the show notes. Please take a moment to go and just read a little bit about her. She has been featured in a few uh, popular magazines and platforms such as Christianity Today, CBS, and NBC. She is the owner of Coaching with Compassion, and she just really wants to provide the body of Christ with information to help us give language to what we feel when we are experiencing distress and trauma. In addition, I hope you were able to listen to our last episode. And it's a two minute, I would say, just a powerful two minutes full of affirmations that are scripture based to help you get your day started. So it's almost like taking that first sip of your coffee. So I encourage you to go back to our last episode and listen to that. But without further ado, I really want to just jump into the conversation that myself and Hermesha had regarding the mind and body connection. And as always, please feel free to share this podcast with as many people as you can so we can get out the word that there is nothing wrong with Jesus and therapy. All right, enjoy. To the recording part. Listen, Hermesha girl, I feel like you're my girlfriend. Like, I feel like I've known you for years already, but it's neither here nor there. Um, welcome to Jesus and Therapy. Welcome to this platform. Uh, I was really excited to hear from you because I watch your lives. I follow your Facebook group. By the way, those who, uh, you probably talk about that a little later, but you have a Facebook group community that you built and um, that you have built. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then the name of your Facebook group just gave it away. I was like, she's a believer. Mm-hmm. But the things you talk about, because you are a therapist, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about you. I already shared a little bit about you with our audience, but tell us who is Hermesha? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me and trusting me with your audience. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, well, I am Hermesha Green Hobson. And really, yes, I am. I have to lead off. I am a born again believer. And yes. a spirit led believer. And, you know, I'm also an introvert, believe it or not. So it takes a lot of courage for me to be out here and <laughs> community it does. public speaking. It takes a lot of energy. I, I spend a lot of energy. Um, I, you know, a lot of folks don't think that I'm an in- introvert. I present very much like an extrovert, but I guess I would be considered an, an extroverted introvert. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, um, and I am a homeschooling mother. I have two girls. 
four and seven years old and they are my world. And um, really what I do professionally is an extension of just my heart and my own ongoing work really, you know, as a, as a therapist, as a trauma therapist in, in particular, but then also now moving into the coaching realm as a holistic trauma coach. And so I really just kind of package my skills and to really serve the body of Christ. So mm -hmm. therapeutically, clinically, but then also, you know, just sort of um, educationally um, and, and in the coaching world world as well. So. Mm, I love that. Oh, I love all of that because, you know, uh, but the belief, be, our, our people, believers in general need more professionals who proclaim Christ mm -hmm. in our arena. And so that was one of the things that just attracted me to your platform. I was like, wow, she really loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's a really important message, especially in the field of psychotherapy. So yeah. And, and a lot of your lives, you talk about the spirit, body and mind connection. And that, and I was like, wow, this is really heavy information. I said, it is so important for us to talk about that. So can, can you speak a little to a little bit to what is the body and mind connection? Um, how are the body and mind connected? And why is that so important for us to understand? Yeah, that's an excellent question, because really, you know, the body and mind are really like literally in sync with one another. Mm -hmm. And so what the mind thinks, the body feels like mm -hmm. the body will manifest it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and vice versa. And oftentimes, you know, we will find ourselves in sort of these patterns of maybe this anxious state of being or maybe we're a little downtrodden or downcast or whatever we're experiencing in our bodies. Right. Mm -hmm. That cues us in that there is maybe a thought life going on or maybe a belief um a belief system going on that may be unconscious to us, but the body is letting us know like, hey, sis, hey, brother, something's off. We're not feeling too good or whatnot. I mean, you eat the wrong food, the body will let you know. Yes, you <laughs> will. Right? Yes. They're very much so interconnected. Um, and really, you know, that's really the work of, you know, you know, you, we're both therapists. And so oftentimes when people come and see us, they're usually in sort of a crisis state. They don't know why they're feeling what they're feeling, why they're doing what they're doing. They just know they just want it to stop. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes, and really the work is how do we develop consciousness of what's going on with our bodies, number one, and then to be able to name what the emotions or the feelings are, but then also how to recondition the body to a new mind. And that's the sanctifying work for the believer, but for everyone. So anyway, the body and mind are interconnected. And again, we get cues of that, of how the body begins to manifest physiologically that cues us up, cues us to knowing that there's some thoughts firing off, there's some neurotransmitters, there's there's things firing and wiring that rate our attention if it's manifesting physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that's important for us to know because um I, I literally just did a, a live um uh, on anger and I was telling people, you know, mm -hmm. what are some of the sensations in your body that you feel? Like just sit with that for a moment moment. Like what what do you, what are you feeling? And um, I love how you how you broke that down because we want, the more we understand about ourselves, the more we'll be able to explain ourselves, to identify those feelings, and to work through them. So uh, I think the mind body connection is so uh, so powerful, and we need to lean more into that. So so people, when we talk to people about their trauma, a lot of times people do discuss how how tired trauma makes them feel, or 
you know, how sometimes it just, I, I just, I'm not feeling it today, or I'm over, I'm, I'm feeling like my body feels like it's been hit with a ton of bricks. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's happening there with the body when, or after people go through a trauma? Yes, yes. And really, you know, again, our body is, is usually the first cue that lets us know it's almost like our personal alarm system, right? Mm-hmm. So we start feeling things that oftentimes it's hard to name, but when it gets, you know, when we start really feeling and it's a recurring thing, we, we know it's uncomfortable, it's, we know there's something off. And so for those who struggle with maybe they're feeling tired, the body is cueing you in on what's going on. And I would pull the curtain back as a integrative medicine student, um, you know, really just to kind of talk about the nervous system so we can understand what's going on. And so when we're feeling tired, as an example, you know, really what the person probably is probably experiencing maybe feeling overwhelmed or maybe underwhelmed or maybe they're shut down depending Mm -hmm. on right depending on the situation but oftentimes when people say they're feeling tired or low energy or maybe even stuck and and maybe immobile or it's hard to kind of get up and do certain things then that's cueing me in that there's something going on with your nervous system and I think that's also important in addition to naming what we're feeling and and being being in tune with our body physically we also got to understand the state of our nervous system so that we can know how to repair our nervous system and so when a person is saying I'm feeling tired that's telling me as a clinician um, that then there's they're in a certain uh, state of being nervous system wise and we know what the nervous system real quick if I'm if I, if I can go please, there please go there um, you know so we have the central nervous system right which is the brain and um, the spinal cord and then you know the nervous system part the part I want to focus on is the autonomic nervous system so we yes. have the central nervous system and then we have the peripheral nervous system but within the peripheral is the autonomic nervous system that's where really all the action takes place everything's on autopilot and that's broken into sort of like the uh, sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Yes. We've heard this before. The sympathetic is that what fight, flight, or freeze mm-hmm. mode, and then the parasympathetic, as commonly known as the rest and digest, is that sort of you know we typically understood as the freeze mode. Yeah. Um, but really, uh, one of the researchers, Stephen Porges, uh, expanded our understanding of the the nervous system and saying that it's not that it's more nuanced than that it's it's not just fight flight or freeze there's another part going on when people say they're tired or they're overwhelmed they're in a what they what he proposed as a dorsal vagal state of being I've heard of where that. they are shutting down they are immobile mm-hmm. you know it's not about a pep talk the nervous system is completely overactivated to the point where their cup runneth over. Yes. Right. And so we have to understand if we find ourselves in that state of being, which is understandable, we're all experiencing collective trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, we've been in this situation for over what, about two years now? Over two years. Oh. Wow, over two years. Yes. And so, you know, we've had waves of encouragement. Look, we're opening up. Oh, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. you know, this, the, in terms of the, our communities or whatnot. And so that can really cause this feeling of exhaustion and tiredness and to the point where you just shut down, like you're just over it. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, he proposed that you're, if you're feeling exhausted or shut down or overwhelmed or underwhelmed, you're most likely in what he proposed or dorsal vagal state, immobile state of being. And there's a different way to approach that and how you can kind of repair your nervous system um, through meditation and other 
intervention, holistic intervention. So anyway, um, the person who's in that state, that's probably what they're most likely feeling. And I would encourage them to just, you know, give themselves permission to feel what they need to feel, mm. to honor what they're feeling, but then to also, you know, um, you know, reach out for help or maybe if they're not able to, or they, you know, they that feels overwhelming, they can talk to a loved one to help them find a person that they can talk to mm-hmm. um, and get that support around them. But anyway, that's what I would say what is going on neurologically when people report that they're tired or maybe they mean they're overwhelmed or they're really just shut down. Yeah, I love how you break that down because a lot of times when we think about repairing the central nervous system or even those different parts of our brain, I think people get overwhelmed with the science of it. Yeah. And so the way you described it really allows me to think, okay, well, there are neurons firing Mm -hmm. and my brain is telling me that I need to rest. That's what I hear. That's it. In fact, that's what I would say. They call this the parasympathetic nervous system rest and digest. I would say it should be called rest and repair. Rest and I like that. Yeah. Rest so it can repair itself. Yes. So let's listen to our body. So the body's saying, hey, we're, I, hey, if you, if you do one more, take on one more thing, I'm going to shut it all the way down. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. You know, so, so before we get to that point, you know, we need to rest. We need to set limits, set some boundaries. And that is self love. That is self compassion. That is, that is being a good steward over your body. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, they say, I'm going to be selfish this weekend, Jessica. I'm like, eh, no, 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 no. We're not going to use the word selfish mm-hmm. because it's something you should be doing. You should be mm-hmm. taking time for yourself. And, you know, so let's, let's talk, let's talk about just like, oh, self-care. Let's not say the word selfish because people are like, I'm going to take, I'm going to be selfish and just, no, your body is telling you, you tired. Okay. You are tired. You're tired. Sit down somewhere and just relax. But I love that the meditation too, the meditation piece. And I think that for a long time, something that I've been, okay. And, and listen, all for all the holy rollers, listening, don't come for me, but for, you know, something I've been getting into is yoga. And, and meditation. And I think because of a lack of understanding and people not really understanding what it is. And a lot of times what I, what I was taught growing up was that yoga was allowing demons to come into your body. Okay. That's what I heard. But when you do this and we need to have a whole different conversation on Christians can do yoga. Okay. Because that's a whole different conversation, but yes, I digress. That's something that's really helped me to kind of just center, meditate, and believe it or not, sometimes I will put, play worship music while I'm doing my yoga poses. That's it. That's it. Um, it's moving the body and it's moving that trapped energy. And mm-hmm. I would say, you know, as a trauma therapist, and I propose this definition to the American Psychological Association and the American Psych- Psychiatric Association, I propose to them a new expanded definition of trauma. I've recently proposed this to them. Oh. And I said that trauma is a dysregulated imbalance of the nervous system that threatens your sense of safety, security, and connection, period. It's your state of being. And so when you're doing yoga or meditating, you are releasing that, that trapped energy Mm-hmm. from your body that's been activating your nervous system so yes I would say absolutely you know stretch mindfully you know meditate and energy is not of the devil energy no, not at all <laughs> energy is not spirits and demons you know I think people get so I'm just being real here you no, know people get so so people get so scared of these terms uh you know energy oh don't say energy I'm like well that's what we're mean. <laughs> you know so just to kind of normalize these terms and the church and the body of christ we it's it's okay to for you to stretch and to you know release trapped tension it's that's what you're supposed to be doing but anyway 
right. so I, I love how you talk about that so yes we can repair our our minds um through meditation and through different ways that will help to repair our neurological systems mm -hmm. I, I once heard you speak about the importance of manifestation and and that's um and that's that's a big word for for the church manifestation now we talk about there's even a song manifest i don't know if you heard it by uh what's his name anyway i forgot his name but there's a song out by someone that just came out and it's called manifest mm. but my question for you i'm going to text it to you after this too but my question for you is you said something i was like wow you said why aren't believers manifesting more girl i could have threw a shoe at you through the screen talk yeah. to me about that talk to me about it you know what why is manifestation so important what is manifestation or why is it so important yes if i can shout it from the rooftop please do simple answer and then i can expand on it met all the more christians who named the name of christ born again regenerated christians Mm -hmm. should be manifesting simply because the Lord God Almighty, it starts from him. It comes mm -hmm. from him. He's been manifesting since the foundations of the earth. Mm -hmm. Turn to Genesis 1, we'll see that. Yes. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. He said, let there be light. There was light. And there was light. Boom. Right? Mm -hmm. John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh mm -hmm. yes it did yeah and dwelt among us mm -hmm. manifesting we see jesus in the gospel using his his miraculous power as the son of god uh manifesting miracles on earth by many means we just mm -hmm. go through the gospel right so manifestation started with god and that's why i would say simply on that point it starts with the lord god almighty the ancient of days the alpha and omega and really what the enemy does is he takes what what god created good mm -hmm. and they sort of counterfeit it mm. and so what we're seeing in the new age world and those who call themselves spiritual who really are really what they, they're doing is they, they're worshiping the cre uh, creation rather than the creator, right? right? And so they would say, it's the universe, thank the universe. So we, 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 um, we, will, we will call on different spiritual guides, but that's how they've taken the truth of scripture of manifesting and just sort of you know put their own spin on it. But we know it started with the Lord as Christians. And that's why I would say, manifestation is all the more important for us as believers because i also define it as when we manifest as christians we are bringing about the will of god in our lives yes that's mm -hmm. really what it is mm -hmm. that's really what it is right we are saying lord i i'm your vessel manifest your will in my life here on earth thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Right. So that is why we should be manifesting. And there's a whole science behind it as well that mm -hmm. scripture talks about. You know, I mean, nowadays, um, so let me back up. So even down to how the Lord ordered the earth, the mm -hmm. law of gravity, the law of physics, you know, and what those who manifest in the new age community, they call it the law of attraction. But these are universal laws, universal truths that God has already spoken about. So anyway, the simple answer um, is because God has been doing it since the beginning of time. And we are image image bearers of God and we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who is the son of God. And he practiced it, we should be practicing it and manifesting according to, um, manifesting according to God is manifesting the will of God in your life, period. Mm -hmm. 
if it's God's will for you to, to have the abundance of wealth so that you can do his will, manifest that in Jesus' name. We, yeah. know, it's, we know it's God's will for us to be good stewards of our health. We want to mm-hmm. manifest that. We mm-hmm. know it's God's will for us to for, it, for us to grow up in him in every way, according to Ephesians. We mm-hmm. want to manifest that in, in, in our lives, spiritual health and wellness, right? So we right. want to be, we want to manifest the will of God in our lives. That's how I define it. I love that. I love it. And, and it goes back to what you said when you first started talking about, you know, how, how we think um, is how we feel. And, and so, you know, when we think these things, when we speak, you know, God spoke and created. And yeah. so, um, you know, and we were made in his likeness and his image, you know, and so it's, it's only, it's only natural for us to, to, to speak and to, uh, do as God did, <laughs> as God is doing, speaking it and calling those things that be not as though they were. And that's manifestation. That's you know, it. I that's love it. that. So, so, so my last question has to do, why do you think the church is so afraid to use these words manifest? I, I, you know, I'm not going to say all churches, cause there's a lot of churches who do use the words like manifest and energy, but why do you think, why do you think it's so hard for, for people to wrap their heads around energy? What, what, what barriers are are present? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the lack of understanding. You know, God tells us in all of our getting, get an understanding, you know, really. And, and, and I would say for myself, when I was thinking about the word manifest or manifestation, I thought, I didn't, I didn't know if I should use that. And I'm like, no, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been teaching people in my coaching and, and in therapy, I run a faith-based practice and I do a faith-based coaching services. And I'm like, Lord, this is manifesting. But I was afraid to say that word because of how those in the new age have sort of co-opted, if you will. Mm. But really it was from a lack of understanding. But when I started to search the scriptures, I'm like, Lord, this is, this is, this, this came from you. Yes. Yes. Energy. Yeah. energy like we are energy if if we if we were in the doctor's office and we were hooked up to the uh, electroencephalogram which is commonly known as the EEG machine uh-huh. we will see that there are brain waves going on yes they yeah. will measure the energy in our brains that's mm-hmm. that's the, that's what the EEG machine does which means we are energy we are made up of atoms mm-hmm. protons neutrons and electrons Yes. And, you know, taking us back to chemistry 101, you know, the top three elements in our bodies is carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Mm-hmm. And the top three elements or one of the, the, one of the three elements in the universe is carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. And so we are energy. And there has been research that came out in 2008 that said that uh, they found that human beings can actually when they slow their brain waves down, get into more theta brainwave states, and they slow those brain waves down, that they can actually um, tap into the Earth's magnetic field. That's how powerful we are. That's how energetic we are. So, you know, so then the Lord has allowed people like Einstein to quantify what energy is. And we know it's called E equals MC squared, which is mass or matter times the speed of light squared, right? And so, Again, going back to the EEG machine, hook us up to the EEG, you'll see where the matter and the energy in a form of a wave, you know, showing up on the on the screen. So I would say all of this to say that we are energy and we already sense that when we walk in the room, we say, man, I don't know, I just feel it off mm-hmm. in this room. There's something in this room, something's off here right? So we feel it. I would say it's energy, but I also say the Holy Spirit moves in energy. Hello. Yes. Hey, come on now. You're going on a whole different level. Hermesha, listen. I don't know. I told you. You just literally touched on something that was, I, I, I've been saying this forever. 
that's why the Bible, you know, the Bible says when two or three get, are gathered together, there I am in the midst. But there's a, also a reason why, and not, not not so much energy, but you know, why would God ask us? Why would He say two or three? Because when we come together and our energies collide, listen. That's why the I, I do believe now that I'm going I'm going into a different interpretation here, but I do believe that when the where the bible says fail not to assemble yourselves together mm-hmm. because there's something that happens when we're all together in the same room mm-hmm. where when you are sitting on the left side and somebody's on the right side and you hear someone scream from a shout of joy yeah. and and that energy starts to fill the room yeah. there is no denying that you feel what's happening there people cool. people don't know how to uh, you know, verbalize it, but this is something happened to me. Something went down, something happened to me. I felt something, um, and I'll never be the same again. So, so I don't underestimate the power of energy in the same room. They actually did a study and I got to find a research cause I read it. Mm-hmm. They put people in a room and they said that, um, if you put someone in a room who's down, but you put in a bunch of people who's um, uplifted that there will be an impact the positive all of the positive energy will impact that person and they will start to their spirits will start to rise and, i mean there's so there's so much there's behind so much in that right and and that's why the yeah the scripture said do not forsake the fellowship of the brother yes. right mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and i would even add that even yes in the same room you can feel the energy you can feel it on a zoom call you can't you can, you, you can, can, you can feel it. Like I feel your energy. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We can feel it. It is in us. We are energy inside of us. And we, like, we, it, it, we attract it. We can, we can feel it. We can sense yeah. it. And oftentimes yeah. we, we are afraid to sort of, sometimes we don't know what it is, but it's energy. And I would say also the Holy spirit spirit moves in that the Holy spirit is energy. And I mean, Hey, in Greek, he said it was dunamis power. Dunamis power. Dunamis. Praise Christ from the grave. Listen, my, power, my pastor always says this and I, I love it. And I've adopted this saying, so I'm going to give him credit like two or three more times and I'm going to make it my saying. But he said that God puts his super on our natural and then allows us to do things that we wouldn't be able to na- naturally do. And I love that because that what I hear is that, okay, we have our energy. We have the, we can feel things, but then God allows us to have his super, which is the discernment from the Holy Spirit and gives us insight into the things that we don't understand. Well, I love and that. so- this is just an amazing conversation. I just love talking about this. Like the next time you do anything regarding neuroscience, I am there because I tell everybody all the time, I break everything down in neuro. How can we understand this neurobiologically? Because then you could, it's tangible for you and you can manipulate and understand it differently than you would if you're just dealing with emotions. So it yeah. takes it to another level. And I would say, if I may, hopefully it's encouraging your readers that I'm breaking down the science and the neuroscience and all this. And and we got into a little bit of quantum physics when we're talking about energy. Mm -hmm. These things are confirmed in God's word. Yes, it spoke about this. They just now measured love and said it was the highest frequency of energy. But we Mm -hmm. know that the Lord said love is the greatest. Love is the greatest. He said love one another, Mm -hmm. right? And it's the love that that heals us, the love that restores us, that heals our nervous system, the love that spiritually like aligns us and we sense the spirit of God, right? And we begin to, he begins to do lots of things and all of that. But anyway, all that to say, hopefully this is encouraging your listeners to know that these truths have already been spoken in God's word and Mm -hmm. we science is catching up. And I always say that science supports what the Bible purported. There you go. 
The Bible established all of this already. You said, and the last thing I'm gonna say is, well, the second to last. First, if, first of all, what you said about love, mm-hmm. I do believe that it's a missing proponent from practice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm taking a large leap here to say this publicly, but I do believe that this is more than a degree. This is more than just learning a couple of theories to be able to sit down with patients and make a dollar. Right. But that when you incorporate love, mm-hmm. because basic psychology tells us to be a blank slate mm-hmm. and to keep boundaries and that you're supposed to keep, you know, it, it kind of it kind of narrates how the counseling relationship is supposed to go. And of course, with with all due respect to the, the field of psychology and what we do to keep our boundaries and protect us. However, I do believe that one of the most powerful pieces of therapy is loving people. And unfortunately, I've come across a lot of people in our field who just have have lost the ability to love others and they are showing up with just logical responses and I do believe it is a gift when you can love your clients and for a long time I used to be afraid to say I love the people I I work with but I do I love them and I'm I'm not in love or anything that's uh, you know ethically incorrect I'm saying that I love them because the love of God lives in me that's it and they're image bearers right and the Bible says you know you know, it's really that compassion. Yes. And, you know, it says comfort one another with the comfort you receive. And a lot of us, if we struggle with that, and it's just sort of, uh, we're just doing our jobs and there's, there's a lack of love or a lack of compassion, then, then that really speaks to what's going on in our hearts, really. Right. You know, um, that, that, that's a skill that we need to sort of nurture and, 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 um, and exercise, right. It's hard to sort of be compassionate towards someone. If we, haven't experienced it ourselves. If we, right. we hadn't been compassionate towards ourselves, we're, we're our own worst critic. And so I mm-hmm. teach a lot about radical self-compassion. Yes, I love that. It's the key to healing trauma, is the key mm-hmm. to everything because under radical self-compassion is love. It's love. It's just and love. when you and that that energy you talked about about it, you know, the energy mm-hmm. is felt from your clients. And again, I do believe love brings a level of healing that you can't teach. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So lastly, Hermesha, what do you have coming up? What kind of projects or or things that you have coming up where people can support you and tell us where we can where we can um, find you? Absolutely. Well, this has been a joy. I could talk about this all day. I know you can. I could listen all day. I yeah, love it. I love, I love it. it. I'm so grateful to be here. So yes, the folks can follow me on Instagram at at the holistic trauma coach. Um, and the website for Coaching with Compassion is going to be launching soon at the end of this month. But you can find me on the gram, as they say, mm-hmm. at Holistic Trauma Coach. I am excited that I'm going to be rolling out my signature coaching program. And, and uh, it's called, be called, well, it's called the Royal Priesthood Program, where I'm really in that program helping Black women, women of color, women of faith, service provider entrepreneurs, and um, really teaching them how to reverse the epigenetic and neurological effects of trauma, childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, and really be able to break some of these overworking tendencies and manifest the will of God in their lives, particularly Amen. in the area of financial abundance, spiritual health and wellness, and all of that. And so I'm excited it. to um, work with women in that area. But in general, in my coaching program, uh, you guys can also follow me on Facebook with Coaching with 
compassion. And mm-hmm. I also do speaking engagements with uh, the body of Christ, churches and organizations. So just love to serve in that way with my gifts and skills. I am going to ensure that we put these in our show notes so that people can follow you. But Hermisha, it has been just a blessing sitting with you tonight. And I just love talking about these topics. And I'm always going to be in a position. I told, I was telling my husband this earlier today, to the day I leave this earth, I'm always going to be looking to learn whatever I can from everybody I come across, whether it's a client, because I learn from my patients as well. Um, you know, I think that when you're open to learning from everywhere, um, of course, you deserve it to make sure what you're getting is is kosher, but um, just really being open to learning. And I just find it a privilege to be able to sit with you tonight. And um, I, I'm really, really excited about all of the places that you are going to go is only going to go up from from here. I'm glad I met you before your next level up because uh, like, it's going to be big. Like that song by uh, Pastor Mike Jr. is going to be big. So I'm really excited for you. And so thank you to your family for letting you come on here and spend some time away from them for a couple of minutes. But we appreciate you and um, wish you the best. Thank you so much. So honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to visit our website at www.b-welltoday.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, be strong, be bold, and be well.